Let's get ready to rumble. In 2018, I wrote an article called End the Fetish, Redirecting Our Anger and Efforts to Save the World. It's as pertinent today as it was then. Modern monetary theory represents a lens from which to view the various operational levers within the macroeconomy. It is simply the observable and descriptive facts about how monetary systems work. Not believing in the insights coming from the MMT lens is in essence denying the institutional reality of how money is created and operationalized in the world today. By denying reality, how can you get it right when attempting to write or pass legislation that will work for the people? Don't allow your feelings to get in the way. Step away from emotional thinking and just ask the question, how does a dollar come to be? Congress created the U.S. Federal Reserve System in 1913, and it has modified the Fed's charter many times in the past. But the Federal Reserve is a creature of Congress and is, by extension, the nation's central bank. The Fed is made up of the Board of Governors, Federal Reserve Banks, member banks, and other depository institutions, and the Federal Open Market Committee, FOMC. It was created for three primary purposes, monetary policy, banking supervision, and financial services. It was also given the primary directive of achieving price stability and full employment. Many confuse the Federal Reserve as a private institution to which the nation's public treasury is in debt. They say it has brought the nation to its knees with mounting overwhelming debt that would be passed on to our grandchildren and our grandchildren's children and so forth, forcing future generations into lives of slavery and suffering, etc. However, the Federal Reserve and the Treasury have a consolidated balance sheet and work as one entity, clearing payments and ensuring the government can meet its obligations. Because of myths and conspiracy theories, the nation has been held prey to the incredible belief that the federal government, the legal monopoly owner and issuer of its unit of account, the U.S. dollar, are somehow in the clutches of foreign operatives. In some more bigoted circles, vile anti-Semitic claims are made. These innocent frauds create a situation where people go unserved and fight against their own interests by trying to reduce deficits, eliminate sovereign debt, cut spending, and reduce public services. By denying the actual observable operations of money and monetary systems, the common answers to questions regarding taxes, spending, and the macroeconomy are starting from an incorrect presupposition thus leading to faulty conclusions as well. Fears over the U.S. printing too much money are completely unfounded. The dollar is printed, in quotes, every time Congress appropriates spending. More precisely, it is digitally created via keystrokes in a spreadsheet, rather than brought in via wheelbarrows from dollar factories. That very dollar was printed, created via keystrokes, is unprinted, deleted when it is collected as a federal tax. 
by printing and unprinting, which is to say by keystroking additions and subtractions. Our monetary system is a circuit. It is tax-driven money. Tax-driven money drives the need for and the value of the dollar or any other government unit of account. Taxes are not paying for government spending. Taxes are collected to drive the need for our currency because taxes can only be paid in U.S. dollars. Milton Friedman and the Chicago School of Economic Thought made people believe the lie that printing money would cause inflation. He was just as wrong then as he is now. Yet the fear of inflation still grips us more than the urge to save lives by spending on the people or retaining full employment. Resources can be scarce and production must be able to meet demand. Otherwise, inflation will ensue. The quantity theory of money that Milton Friedman and others push has been thoroughly debunked. If we ever really want to see America quote-unquote great again, we must rediscover the public purpose and decimate all economic myths, even the ones told by our favorite politicians, orthodox economists, other media personalities, and most importantly, our friends, for whom we've developed a fondness. Dollars provide access to real resources, and real resources can, in fact, be scarce. But dollars are not scarce, except for you and I. They are readily created from thin air when Congress appropriates spending. The federal government doesn't need to live within its means. It has unlimited means. It is the creator of the dollar. And when Congress appropriates spending on a new bill, new money is created every single time. In 1971, Richard Nixon removed us from the Bretton Woods Accord and ended the convertibility of dollars to gold. It is now backed by the full faith and credit of the U.S. government and all the resources it has to bring to bear. The government agrees to take your $1 as $1 in tax payment. The government is the price setter and the monopoly issuer of the currency. It can set the price by its level of taxation, by the thing it pays for, the thing it buys when it pays for it with the first dollar, it sets the price. Our government, much like Russia, Japan, Australia, and Canada, has a sovereign, meaning it is its own, it owns it, free-floating, not pegged to gold, chicken necks, pork bellies, or oil, non-convertible, meaning it can't be converted to gold, or Bitcoin, or any other thing. Fiat currency, meaning by decree, the government spoke it into existence. No gold standard. We print money just enough to meet ATM and teller demands for physical cash, and absolutely nothing more. So what happens when our government cuts spending, raises taxes, or deficit spends on the wealthy and not the people? The economy must be infused with money somehow, or a recession will inevitably occur. And it looks like we're facing one now. And this is in 2022. The banks will fill the void with private unsustainable credit, aka bank money. 
a bank IOU denoted in the government's unit of account, the U.S. dollar. You cannot net save a bank loan, but you can net save a government spent dollar, meaning that ultimately all bank loans must be paid back. They zero out and then they're purged. To reduce the government deficit is to reduce our relative buying power and to create the conditions for a recession. Look no further than the Clinton surplus and the private unsustainable debt that flooded the economy. Sadly, progressives of the vote blue, no matter who variety, still consider Clinton the Messiah. When it comes to the economy, however, most who understand economics know his administration crushed our economy so severely that we're still, even now in 2022, feeling the effects of the austerity he pushed on the people of the United States. From welfare reform to the repeal of Glass-Steagall and the bubbles created by cheap, excessive predatory credit, the Clinton economy is a cancer we still need treatment to recover from. In conclusion, our nation and all monetarily sovereign nations must spend on the people or great inequality, pain, suffering, environmental disaster, and loss of life will ensue. Monetarily sovereign governments across the globe have unlimited means and therefore are never in danger of not living within them. They are the means producer, the price setter, and have the unlimited capacity to make the people whole and end all austerity measures. There is no reason to fear inflation or hyperinflation because of printing money. There is only a justifiable fear in not spending enough, or, as we see in 2022, price gouging and commodities being strangled by monopoly currency issuers such as Saudi Arabia, who issue their own currency, in their case, petroleum. By enough, we're talking to achieve full employment, full benefits, a sustainable energy policy, and health care for all citizens. No longer should the people have the threat of destitution hang over their heads to have their basic needs met. It is not only wicked and murderous, it's wholly unnecessary. And yet, here we are four years after the writing of this article, and we see clearly people have still not learned the lesson. And still, Steve!